You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Honest AF Show with me, Daniela Clark. I'm me, Barbara Ann Wilde. Hello, Miss Barbara Ann Wilde. We are both of us running around like chickens with their heads cut off today, huh? <laughs> That's an understatement. Oh, my God. Do you know, okay, so for those of you listening, Barb and I are going to England to go visit the lovely Miss Sharon Osborne and go yes. see her new show, Cut the Crap in England, which is so exciting. Have you seen any of the like sound bites from it or all of the reviews? It looks like it's going to be incredible. No, I haven't seen any of the reviews yet. Is she getting good reviews? Unbelievable. People oh, are goodness. just raving about it. It's getting incredible reviews. I'm so, I mean, I knew she'd be great. Ozzy was so cute. He was like, you know, she's really good at that. I'm like, yeah, she's great. It's going to be so much fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to see her do her thing. I've been like running around all day today trying to get my shit together because it's the past week has been a whirlwind. It has just been insane. I don't know who I think I am. I'm not young anymore. And the amount of running around that we've been doing because of Gilby and Frankie and their shows and stuff, because, you know, Gilby's been playing with Glenn Matlock. Right. I'm so sorry I missed it, but I can't do it like you. I had I had stuff going you on. I can't do it. You had Zach. Four nights in a row. It was insane, Barb. It was so much. We went... Okay, so he's been playing, for those listening, Glenn Matlock um, from the Sex Pistols. And, you know, he was the original bass player before um, they got Sid Vicious. And he wrote a lot of their hits. He wrote a lot of the songs. And he was the one playing on the record. Because did you know that actually Sid didn't play on the record? Um, Um, That's not surprising to me. I mean, there's a lot of records, if you go back and you listen, that... Uh, the guy who was the face and who played live was not the guy who was in the studio laying down the tracks. It's pretty, uh, it was very common back in that generation of music. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, Sid came in and replaced Glenn. And then when Sid passed away, or I think Glenn came back into the band, but Glenn is just like the loveliest guy. And he's now been playing with Blondie and he's got this new project. He wrote a book and he's also recorded a new record. And the record is really great. The music is so good. And he's been playing with Clem Burke from Blondie on drums. Oh, wow. Oh, it's so good. And then they have um, Steve Fishman playing with them as well. And then Gilby's playing guitar. And so they've been playing all these shows, but Friday night, they played in the ho- at the House of Blues in San Diego. So Gilby and I drove Friday night to San Diego. Now, you know, L.A. traffic. Oh, oh my God. And Friday is Friday? the worst day of the oh, entire the week. Worst. Absolute worst. So we went there and- How long did it take you? Like to get there was a little over three hours. Yeah. Um, to get back wasn't so bad because then traffic had already died down late at night. Right. But- So we did Friday night at San Diego House of Blues. Then Saturday night, they played Long Beach at Alex's Bar. Have you ever been to Alex's Bar in Long Beach? I have not. 
Oh my God. I've never been there before either. It is such a fun bar. It is an old punk rock bar. It's been there for a while and it's just a blast. It's really cool. Just, you feel the energy in the bar. It's it, this club. It's really cool. And there was a great crowd. It got so hot and sweaty in there. It was awesome. That's killer. Um, yeah. It was just such a good show. And so that was Saturday night. And you know, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but Gilby and I used to have an apartment in Long Beach years oh, ago. Really? Maybe you did tell me that. Yeah. Years and years ago, Gilby and I had bought an apartment in Long Beach and it was a brand new build. And they built this like apartment building right on the ocean, right there mm-hmm. on the ocean, on the sand. It was a beautiful, beautiful apartment. And we got it for like a weekend getaway for our family. So me, Gilby, and the dog, we used to go down there on the weekends. We'd take a bicycle. We'd keep bicycles there. We'd ride the um, along the bike path. And uh, we used to just love it. But then they used to complain about us all the time. <laughs> the association was constantly complaining about how noisy we were and how we really? were louder. Yeah, oh, that's they were playing our music too loud, that we're watching TV too loud, that our voices were too loud. Wow. Yeah, they complained about us all the time. And so eventually we were like, we got sick of it because we felt like it was too restrictive. So we ended up selling it. Yeah. But we had this really great restaurant that we loved right in Belmont Shores, right off of 2nd Street. There's an amazing Italian restaurant, total hole in the wall, which you know those are always the best. Always the best. It's run by its original owner, this lovely gentleman who um, runs it and cooks and does everything. And it's the most delicious Italian food. And we crave it to this day, even though we haven't been there in years. So while Gilby, after he sound checked, we were like, oh my God, wouldn't it be great if we went down there? So we went down there. I called them. I said, are you guys open? They're like, yeah. And it was raining. So we yeah, went down there. The weather so was excited. crazy. Yeah. It was pouring with rain. And uh, we went to the restaurant after sound check. And we get there and they closed. <laughs> oh. It was so anticlimactic. It was so sad. Yeah. But the show there was amazing. So that was Friday night, Saturday night, then Sunday night, they played the Troubadour. The Troubadour. And you couldn't go because Zach was playing, but it was amazing. And then Frankie and the Studs opened for them. So that was just so much fun. And then Glenn had Frankie come on stage and sing with him. And you know, Glenn's been in a bunch of really great bands. He's played with a lot of people. You know, he was in The Faces. Remember The Faces? I didn't know he was in The Faces. Yeah, he was in The Faces. Sharon, I think Sharon had something to do with them. Was he in the band when Rod Stewart was singing? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure, but how um, crazy! What a small world. Total small world. He's so sweet. Oh, and then get this: their tour because today they're in San Francisco. All of them, Frankie and the Studs, and um, oh, and Gilby and Glenn Matlock. They're all in San Francisco playing. They're playing tonight. Uh, They played the Great American Music Hall, which is just a Gorgeous. Awesome. Yeah, I know it. So after today, oh, last night they played Vegas. So after today, I think Glenn's going back to England because he's got to start the Blondie tour. So I was talking to him and he said to me, oh yeah, I'm going to go back to England after this because then I'm going to restart the Blondie tour. 
And I said, oh my gosh, well, my girlfriend, Barbara Ann and I are going to England. And he goes, you are, when are you going? So I told him and he said, oh my gosh, Daniela, you have to come and meet me at the Chelsea Museum in London and have lunch with me. They have a beautiful little rose garden there. He goes, you'll absolutely love it. So maybe if we get a chance, we can meet him there. Oh, I mean, it, that's a done deal. Let's do it. Sounds like God. such, I mean, you've got such a great little itinerary planned for us. And it was so funny because, you know, half the trip we're going to be in the city and we were like, oh, maybe we'll just come home early. And it's like, no, <laughs> there's so many things for us to do. Let's stay longer. <laughs> exactly. I know. Uh, you're always the voice of reason. I'm super excited. And you'll love him. He has, oh my God, I just want to sit and interview him because he has the greatest stories. He tells me stories and he's hilarious. He tells me the funniest stories because I mean, my, the man was in the sex pistols and, you know, been all over and my God, he things that he's done and he's just got the greatest sense of humor. So oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it'll be fun to hang out with him if we happen to be there when he's there. Because I don't know if I got a clear answer if he's going to be there while you and I are there, but I think so. So we'll, well try. Hey, if, if it can happen, let's do it. I mean, there's so many things that I want to do. I have like a, a complete like little list in my head of things that I would love to do. I mean, we don't have that much time, but I think it'd be so great to get to as many things as we can. And absolutely. Um, yeah, well, so I'm we'll super excited. To, oh God, Barb, I have packed and unpacked my damn suitcase like 50 times. I can't, <laughs> I, I keep, I have these ideas of outfits. So then I yeah. pack them. And then as I'm laying there in bed, going to sleep, I'm thinking, no, 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 no. I want to wear this other outfit. So then I unpack and then I go, no, what am I doing? That was a good outfit. Then I put it back in. Oh my God. I haven't really given it that much thought because I was trying to think of like what we'd be doing. And my whole thing is always my, my issue is always the shoes situation because yeah. it's like, if we're going to be doing a lot of walking, which probably we will be at, at certain points, then I have to think of like, what do I have that I could walk a lot in? And then what if it rains? And then most of the streets are cobblestone or totally like because of, you know, how old everything is. It's not always very conducive to my five inch platform. So (laughs) I have to navigate the shoe situation. The the coats and stuff, I'm all good right now. I don't know. I think I'm just going to bring a bunch of sweaters and and jeans and something, you know, fun for Sharon's show. Um, yeah. and, and that's about it. I'm hoping to do a little bit of shopping. I mean, I don't think I've ever been to London since I've been to London. First time I went to London, I was, Haley Ray was a baby. I was 23, I think, or 24. I think I had just had Jesse because Jesse was a baby baby and he stayed with my mom and Zach and I took Haley Ray. That's when Pride and Glory did their first tour when Zach had that band Pride and Glory and his first big record deal on his own. And we stayed, Haley Ray and I stayed with Ozzy and Sharon in, in at their house and Zach toured around in a van in oh. England. And the first time that I was in England, I don't think since the first time Sharon took me to Harrods and I have yet to be to London and not made a trip to Harrods and Harvey Nicks. And I mean, it's all about shopping and lottery for me. And, you know, then all the cool, I mean, the last time that I was there, or not the last time, but the last time that I was there for Zach working 
and Zach doing press, we got to tour. They made a museum out of Jimi Hendrix's first apartment in London. Mm-hmm. And they have like the bed, the the macrame um, hanging from the walls, the like they, they have the one little area that's closed off now, but like it was like a little staircase that went up to where he had his little area where he recorded. And it's just unbelievable. If we have an opportunity to go there, we should go because it's just yeah. it's really little, but it's so rad and it's really fabulous. But we have I to mean, try and get in some art or some museum or something. Oh yeah, no. I'm so glad that that's like my two major agendas in any city, especially in Europe, museums and bookstores. And I know, you know, I don't know if bookstores are up your alley as much as they are mine, but Zach and I, we literally, every major city that we go to, it's like, Zach's like, Google where the bookstores are. It's like bookstores, museums, and super rad coffee houses. And I like to do like everything you do when you live there. I'm not always into touristy stuff. And then Zach loves to, you know, check out touristy stuff in England. Haven't you? I have. I mean, I, I mean, I'll never say no to hitting Abbey Road Studios or, or you know, doing any of that. But, you know, I think I've done the cathedrals there. I've done Stonehenge uh, yeah. outside of the city. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's so much fun. Um, so I don't know. I've yeah. done the Tower of London. Yeah. yeah, I did all that too. Gilby and I and Frankie, every year, we used to take a family vacation and every year we would pick a destination. And so when we went to England, we did all the touristy things. We did Stonehenge and London Eye and the Tower of London and everything. Have you ever been, though, to Castle Coombe? I have not. Okay. Well, I feel like you and I need to make a little visit to Castle Coombe together because you will fall in love. It is the cutest little area and they have i mean i just you have to see it it's so charming and beautiful and i can't it's a store it's like a little storybook village oh i want to go i went there with frankie and gilby once and it's a little out it's outside of london it's like i want to say it's on the way to bath right is it near coddington I don't remember. I mean, I just know that when we passed, we, we hit Stonehenge, Bath, and Castle Coombe all at the same time. Okay, and yep. It is a storybook village. They film a lot of like storybook, like fantasy type movies there. I can't think of one right off the bat, but it is so cute. It looks like fairies live there. And Aww. you will love it. And I went and they had like a little pub there and we went and had lunch and it, God, it's so cute. I, we have to go there. I just feel like you need to see it. Um, I, you know, it's so funny. It's always been definitely in my top, it used to be my all time favorite city and kind of Paris kind of like surpassed it just ever so slightly, but I love London. I just feel so connected to it. Like it feels like home to me. I just love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it too. But speaking of books, so you mentioned going to a bookstore. I didn't have a book to bring onto the plane with me today because I've read everything that I had at the house, except for one book. Which one? Barb, it's the book that my biological father wrote. <laughs> and I, 
I, I got it a while back, like years ago, and I've had it in my house and I've never read it. Oh my so, God. I know. I've never read it because I thought, you know, I mean, you know, I know him and I feel like I know his story. So I never read it. So it's um, like an autobiography? Yeah. It's his autobiography. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, my mom and him were divorced when I was two years old. And as you know, I was born in Israel. Right. And after my mom and him got divorced, my mom got remarried and we moved away when I was 10 years old and we moved to South Africa. So I hadn't seen him from the time that I was 10 until I was well into my 40s. Wow. I hadn't seen him that whole time. And actually, we, didn't, we hadn't even reconnected until I was in my 20s. That's when we wow. reconnected. That's incredible. But we talked on the phone. We never saw each other. And I finally, he came out here a few years back, and that was the first time I'd seen him since I was 10 years old. So there's a lot of things I don't actually know about him and about his life. And one of the things that's really interesting is that he went on this journey, almost like a pilgrimage to look for my brother and I, because my mom and him didn't get along. So my mom just kind of lost touch with him and didn't really allow him to have a relationship with us. And back in those days, it was really hard to find people if you lost touch. Oh, with no, my, my, the same thing happened with my older siblings. Their dad took them and my mother, we didn't see them until, you know, one by one, the four of them came to live with us when they were teenagers. Yeah, it's, it's really wild how that happens. And back then, that was just the way things were. Yeah. Well, he wrote a book about his, his journey and his journey looking for my brother and I. So, oh my God, that's I incredible. So I put it in my bag and I'm going to read it on the plane. Wow. Yeah. And here I am. I'm, I think I'm going to, although it's the size of, a, of an encyclopedia, I'm jonesing to read the Madonna book oh, that yeah. you and Randy got me for my birthday. And mm-hmm. I've started it a couple of times and I'm so excited to read it that I'm like, I keep savoring it and I'm I'm Zach keeps saying to me, Why haven't you why aren't you reading that book? Because I put it on the nightstand every night and I'm like, you know what? I know it's gonna be one of those things where I'm gonna read it and I'm gonna be so sad when it's over. So it does it is pretty heavy and pretty sizable. So I'm torn about bringing it on the plane. Although one of my New Year's resolutions this year, what'd you say? I think it's too big to bring. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, one of the things that I I made a New Year's resolution this year, one of my resolutions, and I'm not sure I shared this one, although I did share it with my family and Zach in particular, is that I feel like the last couple of years I've been reading more blogs and articles and stories online, and I haven't really read as many novels as I usually would have. And so my New Year's resolution is I have to read at least one or two novels a month. And hey, January is coming to a close. So I've got half of one read that I'm reading online right now on my phone. Um, So maybe I'll just, maybe I'll even put the Madonna book in my phone so I could read it in my phone. But that's a good um, idea. Speaking of phones, I decided in the middle of all of this to get a new phone, and so did you. Yes. But did you notice that none of the cords work with this phone? I hate that they do that. 
Well, the USC now, but you know, they say that they're better because they don't break off. It is annoying because now you have to change everything it's over. You have to get new I, had, I didn't and, realize you know. that. I didn't even I realize that. I get my phone. I'm all excited to use it. And then I realize I got to go to the Apple store and go get a new charger, a new plug because it doesn't fit in the plugs. And I had to get a new charger for the car. And then I realized I need the ear connection for that too, for your earbuds, because I don't yeah. like to use the AirPods. I don't like those. Right. I the wire ones. I don't know why. Don't ask me. I'm probably the only person that's like that. <laughs> so well, it's funny um, because I still really like the headphones as opposed to the I little pods. But they don't plug in anymore. So now you've got to no. get. You have to do everything Bluetooth. So that was a little bit annoying and it added to my list of things to do, which was whatever. It's fine. There is this huge hoopla going on right now about. The Barbie movie not being nominated for an Oscar. Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie being overlooked for Best Director, Best Actress nominations for Barbie. It's funny because Haley Ray texted me yesterday and she said, just when you think that uh, the Academy <laughs> couldn't get any worse with their noms, um, she's like, this, this year is outrageously horrific. And I said to her, maybe the last, God, it was before COVID. So maybe the last five years, I have not seen more than one movie that's nominated. I, I just don't, I, I just don't. It was such a thing. It was like the Super Bowl for me, watching everything from making sure I saw all the movies to watching the red carpet to all of it. And I have to say that now that Barbie hasn't been nominated for anything, I don't think I've seen one of the movies nominated this year at all. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. But here's my, here's my opinion on it. I mean, was Barbie an Oscar worthy movie? I well, mean, I mean, maybe, could I maybe for good. cinematography or, or maybe for costumes or, I mean, I you know, good, but I thought it was like a really cutesy kind of feel good movie. I didn't feel like it was really like anything groundbreaking. I mean, I don't know. I do think that people are sick of the message. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and the hoopla from the movie for the last, you know, almost two years, year and a half or whatever, I think that people maybe they're burnt out. But I mean, as far as like visually, and I do think that there's got to be something in there that makes it worthy of being in the mix. But I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen any of the other movies. Ray told well, me, let me look at my phone. I saw Oppenheimer, which I thought was right. great. You That's said it was phenomenal. Yeah, really good. Definitely, in my opinion, Oscar worthy. Um, I, I didn't really see what all the all the um, nominees were. But I mean, as far as Barbie goes, I just was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect it to be an Oscar nominated movie. Yeah, I guess because, you know, the Golden Globes, usually who's ever nominated for them is also nominated. Right. Yeah. And so I guess it seems like it's a very intentional snub. But Ray was telling me, let me see if I could open my phone. to. So she said she thought that... 
<laughs> holy God, the Oscar noms suck this year. <laughs> uh, and she said, anatomy of a fall is good. And she said, mom, I think you'll, you would like holdovers. So those are apparently two of the mo- movies that have been nominated, but I don't, I've not seen either of them. I really don't know who's been nominated. I've just been seeing all the hoopla about Barbie. <laughs> yeah. I know that um, is Scorsese is up for something, right? Because they just, I just saw all the killers of the flower moon. Right. Because everyone was saying he's the most nominated director now of all times. Like he's had more nominations than any, I haven't seen, did you see that movie? Uh, Yes, I did. And it was way, way too long. It's so funny. I had a feeling you were going to say that because it, what was it like three hours, right? Uh, No, it was three and a half hours. Oh, it was ridiculously long. I was like, why is this movie so long? I mean, you know, it, it was a good movie, but it, it, it could have been two hours, two and a half hours. Like, you know me, I was fidgeting and I'm sure. miserable. I want to see it. I'm fine with things. I'm fine with having to sit in one place for a long time. As you could tell, I'm not all, I'm like the slowest moving human. Zach always laughs. He's like, your mother used to say, and I've said it on the podcast before, wherever I sat you is where you would be all day. And Zach's like, not too much has changed. Maybe I should take up knitting and and like you and sit in one spot for four hours. <laughs> Here's what's nominated for best picture is American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, and Killers of the Flower Moon, and uh, Maest- Maestros. Maestros. How do you say it? Wait. So so Barbie was not is nominated. Barbie's nominated for best pictures. Uh, oh yeah, and. Um, Oppenheimer, which I thought was really, really very good. Past Lives, I haven't seen. Poor Things, I haven't seen, which I really want to see. And The Zone of Interest. But Did you see American Fiction? No. I want to see that. Yeah, I didn't I see that, that either. That might be one I have to watch on the plane, actually. I'm glad you mentioned it because I maybe I'll uh, try and get a couple of them in before... Yeah, Oppenheimer is absolutely brilliant. I really thought it was brilliant. It was very, very good. Everyone loved it. Everyone I know who saw it, I haven't heard anything bad about it at all. Yeah, it's very slow moving, but um, intense, um, which I I mean, I love true stories. So um, Mm -hmm. that that makes it. That makes it very appealing to me. But the Academy Awards very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I always love them. I mean, wait, did I don't- you see Gillian Anderson's dress? I think it was Gillian Anderson. Was it Gillian Anderson? Did you see her dress at the Golden Globes? Yes, I did see it, and it was. I I I actually thought there were some really. I mean, I thought J Lo looked gorgeous. Uh-huh. Um, she always does. And I'm not usually into the taffeta and the flowers, but I thought her it was done as well as it could be done. Even with her grumpy old husband on her arm, I thought she looked incredible. Um, she but yeah, I thought it's Jillian, the one that was in the X-Files, right? Yeah. Jillian Anderson, she showed up in a dress with vaginas all over it. <laughs> Oh, I did not see that. I I didn't like, see that. It was like embroidered. I think it was embroidered or embossed. 
And from afar, it looks like she had like a pale, like floral print on her dress. But if you zoomed in and really looked at it, it was vulvas. <laughs> That's hysterical. You know, what's so crazy is that Instagram's kind of ruined it for, for watching it on TV because it's like Instagram gets it before yeah. half the time they get it on TV. And it's like, so I have to make a, a, a concerted effort to keep my phone off and watch, well, you know, you it, watch it's the arrivals live. Yeah. It's, okay. That's yeah. exciting. I mean, it's not the same anymore without Joan Rivers. Oh, I know. Oh, I used to love watching her and, and Kelly, you know, when Kelly would do the carpet with her, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, that was um, awesome. Now I have to, now I have to be more conservative and proper and watch channel seven because E is just a mess. Yeah. It's just a big giant mess. I mean, I do love Morgan, but I I I haven't found E to be It's um I like to just I just like to watch the arrivals personally and Yeah, and I do too. I do too. I don't even like listen. I just put them on mute and I just have it so I can just see people walking around and see what they're wearing. And then sometimes I'll watch a show depending on, you know, my mood, but um oh my god, Barbara, I have a funny story for you. I so, want to hear it. You know, when we get back from London, it's my mom's birthday. Oh. And, and it's kind of, you know, a milestone birthday, I guess. It's her 75th. Okay. And so I said to her, because, you know, my mom lives in Palm Springs now. So I said to her, I go, Mom, sh- why don't I come and pick you up for your birthday and bring you um, to our house and we'll have a little party for you and you can have your friends over and we can get a bunch of Israeli food from her favorite Israeli restaurant and we can do a little birthday party and you can stay because my mom always says that I shuffle her in and out of my house really fast because <laughs> <laughs> you know, she gets on my nerves. But um, she always says, you're always trying to get rid of me. And I'm like, so I said to her, I go, okay, it's her birthday. I'm going to be really nice to her. So I said, mom, I will pick you up and you can come and stay at my house. And now that Frankie's not living here anymore, I've converted Frankie's room into a nice little comfortable, cozy guest bedroom for you. And you can come and stay here for as long as you want or as short as you want. It's up to you. I'm not setting a time limit. You can come and stay as long as you want, which by the way, as I was doing that, I was stabbing myself in the eye, but yeah, I was going to say what (laughs) happened to our podcast studio? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's still there. I just shoved it aside for now. I just got the room ready for my mom because we're, you know, we're not going to be recording. We're going to be in London. And then when we get back to birthday and then I'll put it all back together again. But in the meantime, uh, I set it up for her so she could sleep there. And you know what she said to me? One night night with you is fine. (laughs) She goes, one night in your crazy house is enough for me. That's great. She goes, I can't leave your house. You guys are way too noisy. The dogs, the music is blurring, the TVs are blurring. She goes, there's noise in every room in your house. No, thank you. One night is plenty. That's great. <laughs> can't so, you can't beat that because it's no. what her she chose, and now you don't have to feel any guilt. Yeah, exactly. Now I don't have to feel any guilt. But let, trust me, Barb, my mom is still going to tell everybody that I told her she can only stay one night. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that that's hysterical. But but my you know, mom, 
when my mom was around, it was the opposite because she would watch the kids and she would literally have her car packed. Now my sister does the same thing. She would have her car packed before we got home. She would text me or call me and say, what is your ETA? And I'd say, oh, you know, like five o'clock or whatever. So around 4.50, she'd start packing her car. (laughs) And then when I'd walk in the door, she would literally have it running. And she would just jump in and, and Zach would like still be coming in because he, and he'd be like, where's your mom? I'm like, she's gone. She couldn't wait to get the hell out of our house. And my sister does the same thing. Well, you know, you did have a house full of kids. So. Yeah. Well, now we have a house full of dogs and not too many kids, but it's just as crazy. It's, and Zach is a very big presence when he's home. So yeah. I think, you know. But um, it's going to be interesting. They're going to be, you know, I'm leaving Zach with Sabbath for a couple of days, and then my sister's going to come because Zach leaves for Pantera. But yeah. um, I know but, it's yeah. going to be very interesting. I told Frankie, I was like, you need to come over while I'm gone and cook for your father and help him with the dog. Oh, that's hysterical. I know you're going to be gone a long time. He's not, I mean, I was thinking to myself, how is he going to handle dinner? I have to go through all the, <laughs> how to feed the dogs with sack because the puppies have a special diet and right. I feed them like a special way. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Go, yeah. He's like half listening to me. I'm like, no, you'll be them all a burger. <laughs> totally. Except then he'll have to clean up after them. So I think it's just too much. They're, they're just so little and it's, you know, they're running around and they're just, yeah. you know, cleaning up after them has been a 24 hour uh, oh, project. I'm sure. They're all young. Yeah. Oh, they're teeny them. tiny oh, little people. Yeah. We just got Sasha all trained and she's all great. And now, you know, we added two new ones. That's, that's kind of like the theme of our life. We've done that every time. Every time we're in a situation where things are like peaceful copacetic and we're coasting, <laughs> we have to put some a new kid, a new dog, <laughs> you know, we have to move. Something has to change. Exactly. I know I know the feeling. I it's I, I always say well, we complicate our own lives. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, when we get back, it's gonna be your birthday too. So we've got, you know, Valentine's Day and your birthday that. coming up. So. Let's not discuss that. You know, <laughs> we're going to be passing ships because when we get back, he's leaving to go to South America and he's going to be going out there and playing with Slash and he's got his own shows as well. So he's going to, we're complete passing ships. And I don't Yeah, Zach too. Zach leaves it. the day before, uh, Zach leaves the day before we get home for Pantera. Yeah. I don't think that uh, Gilby won't be here for my birthday. So. Well, we will do something. I will hide under the sheets. You will but, not. <laughs> but, not unless it's during a massage, if I could help it. Oh, you know, that's the thing is that last birthday was so good when we all went to that Korean Oh, that can you believe thing. that was a year ago? No. I mean, we all had plans of trying to do that once a month. Ha ha on us. <laughs> we never went we're back having- again. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll be realistic and say, we're going to try and do this once a year. Oh, yeah, sets uh, small goals, like uh, maybe once every quarter or once every six months. Yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I'm just Jones into roller skate again, but that's, you know, we got to wait for the weather to cooperate a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Let's see, is it time for Flix AF? I feel like we yes. have that though, right? We're talking about all the... Yeah, I mean, 
All the I mean, is there anything that, that you've seen recently, though, that you want everyone to see? Well, right now, I just started a series called American Nightmare. Have you heard Ooh, about this? I, I, I saw the little thing, um, but I, I, didn't, I don't know enough about it. What is it about? It is, um, it's a, a documentary. It's a three-part, I, think, I believe it's a three-part series on Netflix. And it's a documentary about, about I, I don't want to give anything away, so, um, but it's about a girl that disappears. Wow. Yeah. I love, I love when you recommend these documentaries. I mean, Zach and I, we were in Cabo San Lucas and we couldn't stop watching The Serpent. So oh, yeah, that you, was really good. Oh, so good. This one is mind-blowing. Very, very, oh. very interesting. So definitely. Oh, I'm excited. It's like an extended dateline. <laughs> you're, you're speaking my language. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I live for these things. Yep. I think you'll like it then. And I'm super um, excited. I'm curious to see what's on the plane for us to watch. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to try and watch uh, American fiction now. I'm going to try and put it in yeah, my phone. I mean, that might be on the plane. I don't know, yeah. but um, that, I think- I might want to watch Napoleon if that's on the plane too. I want to see that. I want to see that in the worst way. Now, that yeah. won't be nominated if it gets nominated till next year, right? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Actually. It's weird. Isn't it weird when the when a movie comes out at the end of a year, it doesn't fall into the time period of when the nominations come out. And that's why it seems like some of the movies are old, but I think that it missed the cutoff for this Academy Awards and it'll be next year if it gets nominated. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's quite possible. I want to see it desperately. And I love Joaquin Phoenix. He is such a phenomenal actor. He really is. But you know, a lot of people complained about him as Napoleon. And the really, reason, yeah, the reason being what I heard was that, he played Napoleon in a complete American accent. Ooh. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't do a French accent. Nope. Oh. And, and a lot of people said that that threw them and that, they, that they didn't like that. They thought that he just kind of phoned it in. I have to be honest with you. That kind of turns me off to it. Yeah. Well, I have to watch it and then I'll judge for myself. <laughs> Cause I mean, I I, he's an incredible actor. The previews looked amazing. Yeah, he's an incredible actor. I mean, I've I, I've loved all his movies. Me too. So, yeah, I me mean, too. Everything he does, and, I think, is great. incredible. He blows me away. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, well, is it time for Barb's bag of tricks? Yes. Yeah, so I have two things that I am kind of crazy about right now. So you had said to me that my skin looks really good, and skin looks I have literally it always does. Well, I, I, it's, I'm, I have been running ragged today. I will say though, and this could be a kind of a mini Barb's bag of tricks before I get into this. So since I have been sick since pretty much on and off since Thanksgiving, I have had a really tough time getting my energy back up. I have had no energy and I have just felt such fatigue. Like the thought of going to two or three things in one weekend, it's like, I, it's not even a a possibility for me right now. And so today I went to a place called Restore, which they have them all over Southern California. And actually I think they're West Coast, but I I know that there's similar type 
of um, chain facilities throughout the U.S. And they do the um, NAD and the vitamin and mineral IVs. Yeah. they do the the B12 shots and the so today I went and had a B12 shot and a vitamin with vitamin C and I had an IV drip with glutathione and lysine and a bunch of minerals and uh antioxidants because I really feel like I've needed to recoup some of my energy and B6 is, I mean, B12 is such a, you know, it's one of those things where I hope it doesn't wear off too quick because that bump that you get, I felt like I had a lot of energy today and I'm hoping that. So I think that that is part of the reason why I look a little bit more alive than I've been because of, you know, being jacked up on a lot of vitamins and minerals today, (laughs) but also, so I have been hearing so much about, uh, Chantecal's new, um, hyaluronic acid and water infused foundation. And I Mm. am not a foundation person at all. I tend to be tinted moisturizer or I'll use a tinted SPF and I almost never wear foundation. And on a daily basis, I don't really wear anything but sunblock. But today, uh, the Chantecal, I ordered the, it's oil-free, it's a gel foundation, it's water-based, it's called Future Skin, and it is phenomenal. Um, I dabbed a little bit of it on my like T zone and it is, it really is beautiful. It's like a beautiful HD filter. So, um, I'm taking this with me to, uh, (laughs) thank you. I'm going to be taking this with me to London because, um, at night it might be really nice for, for photos and stuff. And then they also have a new, tinted moisturizer which i had to buy with spf and it has it's only an spf 15 but it's fine for the you know winter under makeup Uh Uh, it's called just skin and it's also a a mineral sunblock which i love um it's it uses zinc oxide and it's really lovely too um and so that's uh yeah it's you know, Chantecal is a very luxe, luxurious, um, expensive brand. But I think good. especially if you aren't someone who wears foundation or you only use it like for special occasions or when you're going to be photographed or filmed, um, I think it's worth using or, or trying because it's expensive. But if you're not going to use it very often and it'll last, it's really beautiful. Mm, I love that. You know, I went, because I love all the You Beauty products that you turned me on to. I know, they're phenomenal. And I went to go get their their face cream, their moisturizer, because I wanted to take it on the trip. I went to Nordstrom, and they didn't have any. They were sold out. Wow. And then I went to Neiman's, and Neiman's isn't carrying it anymore because they said that they weren't selling enough, of uh, that Neiman's doesn't have enough foot traffic in their cosmetic department anymore. So that, so you beautiful out of Neiman's. So I haven't been able to find it. I was so upset because I really wanted to get some to bring on the trip and I I can't find it. Well, I have not, I, 
<laughs> I bought you um, the You Beauty eye cream that we both are yes. crazy about for, as one of your birthday gifts. So I'll put it in my luggage and I'll bring it for you. Ooh, so at least have the eye cream. But yeah. um, I, uh, I actually may have the moisturizer too. If I do, I'll bring it for you. I am so religiously addicted to the Augustinus Bader. I, I, like, is- I like them too. Yeah, it's a hard Augustine one. That, that'll be a hard one for me not to have in my repertoire because yeah. I just I'm so crazy about it. I use um, that's what I should have done. I should have just picked up the Augustinus Bader. I it wasn't. I love good. the cream. The rich cream is too yeah. emollient for me. I think you like you like the cream. The, the yeah. rich cream. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like. Give me the emollients, but you, but you Sharon don't love it. the rich cream too. I love yeah. the I love just the cream, but it is, and I actually really love the serum. I bought it for Ray and for Rihanna for um, Christmas because I thought it was a good time for them to start on a, a decent skincare. Yeah, yeah. Both of them were like, "Thanks for starting us on the, the most, most luxurious expensive brand." Yeah, but um, it's so good. Yeah, it really is good. I love it too. Well, okay. So that does it for Barb's Bag of Tricks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? You and I need to go finish packing and getting ready for our flight tomorrow. We should record when we're in London. That is a plan. We both have our new iPhone 15s. I'll bring the mics with you. You're bringing the mics. I think yeah. we're we're definitely going to try and uh, record, and we could record through Zencaster. Um, yeah. Um, I I would love to hear feedback from everybody too, how they feel this is sounding because it's a really great podcasting app and it's full service. So we could do some really great video in London. Um, yeah. So we're hoping to, yeah. So we'll be coming yeah, at you live. Do it on our Zencaster, then I don't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. All right, young lady. Well, this was fun. I will see you tomorrow manana bye everybody until next time y'all take care and make sure to check us out on our socials honest af show is our instagram twitter and facebook honestafshow.com is our website you can check us out on youtube as well and until next time y'all take care we'll see ya bye good night everybody We obviously need to do a disclaimer here. So we want you to know we are not doctors or experts by any stretch of the imagination. We are just a couple of gals that are looking for magical products, procedures, and experiences. And in our quest, we will share our honest as fuck opinions with you. So please make sure before you try anything we talk about that you know your own restrictions and do so at your own risk. Do not blame us for any of your issues. We're just experimenting too.